Now, you're in the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. Hi, it's Big Wednesday Show here in the Sports Zone. Sal Licata trekked through the weather. I, I think he's got a pack of dogs outside <laughs> that, that let him in, uh, but he has made it into studio. How you, how you we've, holding up, we've Sal? We've made it, Pete. Yes. Em- employees of the month, maybe the year. The, Sign us up. The Nor'easter, and you and I are here still to do our radio show. That's dedication. It is dedication. What it's all about. I mean, come on. There's no. We don't need no hotel rooms. We mm-hmm. don't need no transportation. Mm-hmm. We're here. That's low it. maintenance. Low maintenance show here. You know, that's that's what it's about. Now, uh, usually the snow doesn't bother me at all. I walk to the subway. The subway's almost always running. No problems. This stuff's nasty though. Like I, I woke up today and there's no snow on the ground. I'm like, ha! Ah, I knew it. I knew it would be false. <laughs> I was like saying that. But it's it, when I finally came in. Like, I should have had an umbrella. It's that wet, nasty snow. My jeans are still all soaking wet. Like, uh, I didn't plan it out as well as I could. I, I am wet as well. Uh, look, the um, problem with the umbrella is that the wind is nasty as well. It's blowing mm. you. It, you, blow, it, you can't hold the umbrella. Plus, people getting struck by lightning. You hear about that? No. But yeah, a woman, I guess it was in New Jersey, a teacher, an eighth grade teacher, got struck by lightning holding an umbrella. She's okay, thank God. But the wind is nasty. The snow was heavy and wet, as you said before. It's a little bit better now. Now, but it's definitely worse than when I woke up. I was with you. I was like, oh, this is, it's rain. But how about the lightning in a snowstorm? So this morning, it wasn't really snowing. It was more like sleeting, but I heard the thunder in yeah. Astoria. Yeah. Thunder sleet. It wasn't as exciting as Jim Cantori makes it sound, but it was. It's thunder during a sleet storm, my, which is what I would call this, at least in Queens. My experience with that, I was over at, you know, doing SNY before this, and we're on the 50th floor over there of Four World Trade, and the lightning and thunder, you could see it up there and hear it. That was a little frightening, mm, yeah, being no. up that high. I was like, is you sure we're safe here with this? With no, this thanks. Yeah, no thanks. Yeah, exactly. It's hard enough to for me to walk into the window, near the window yes. of one of those tall buildings. We get about I'm with you. Definitely in the middle of a snowstorm like that, but uh, hang with Salicot here. Hey, Subway Series game today. Should we just pretend it didn't happen? Yes, uh, let's boy. pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> Can I if this you- was a, a regular season game, there would be some fireworks to start this show because that was a rough one. It, it- if it was a regular season game. I heard... It might still be anyway. Now, do you watch these... Seriously, do you are you getting into these watching them or listening to them? Well, with, I usually with... get to watch the first six innings, and then I have to get ready to come in. So I missed the the debacle part of the game today. So you will watch it with an eye, you know, for work. Obviously, you're not going to be interested as a fan. Well, I like watching the starting pitcher. Yeah. We're always, you know, if it's Matt's Wheeler, I'm, I'm always watching for that. Um, you know, I just want to see what's going on. Yeah, I like watching some baseball. I'm I not, know, but... I'm not locked in. But I'm paying attention. Well, that's that's the best way to put it. It's on. It's more background. I mean, I heard about the results. And who cares? Somebody hit a grand slam. Yankees scored a ton of runs late in the game. Uh, the game was old. Once Wheel is out of the game, you, uh, you know, again, it doesn't even matter. And even that, you know, you get to get all worked up about Mats so far. I know you might be, yeah. you know, worried a little bit. But worried, still, it's yeah. two, two starts that don't mean anything. Guys are working on things. I, I love baseball as much as the next guy. I can't wait for it to come. I'm not going to go nuts over anything that happens in the spring. But Rafael Montero, he, he, I feel about him like you feel about Hans. Robles. Really? See if Montero blow the game today in the eighth inning. He's walking in a run with the bases loaded. I know he had an error behind him by Ty Kelly. That that bothers me. That annoys me because this is the thing with Montero. He's going to be on that opening day roster. He is the guy that they don't have the options to send down to AAA. So he is probably going to get a spot on this pitching staff, and he's not 
one of the 12 best pitchers in this camp. We've seen it. How many opportunities has Rafael Montero gotten over always, the years so, this For some team? reason, I've always, and I know he's soft and really has pitched with no guts since he's been up here. Forget about even the effectiveness. He just has no toughness whatsoever. But he won me over a little bit last year in garbage time. I've always been a fan of his for some reason. The guy's like a painter. I like the way that he tries to pinpoint uh, the, you know. He the, doesn't throw strikes. I, I know. He nibbles. That's his problem. He doesn't pitch with guts. But last year, I thought he was pretty effective for a certain run. Yeah, uh, he had a little run there yes. where he looked okay, but that's that's as good as he looks. Like, Zach Wheeler, at least I could look at him once in a while, and he'll nibble too, but I could say, man, if he could put it together, Zach Wheeler could be a really good pitcher in this league. Montero doesn't give me that tease. No. He is at best a league average pitcher, not even, and he's maddening when he doesn't throw strikes. I mean, his base is loaded in the game today against you know, lousy spring training players for the Yankees, and, and you're walking in a run with the bases loaded. What do you think the... I mean, is there any value to Montero whatsoever? Because I'm with you. Like, again, even though he showed some signs last year, unfortunately he's going to be on the team. I wouldn't trust him in a big spot as far as I could throw him. Would any team want to take a chance on a guy like that? That's a great question, but you look at his ERAs over the years. He's got a 5.38 lifetime ERA in four seasons. That's, and maybe... That's, maybe Almost 200 major league innings. Maybe somebody looks at him and says they could figure him out. But again, let's say somebody did. Baseball's the game today is so skewed. I don't know what to value or not. What would he? What would he command? What would he get back? I mean, with good players or decent players getting a few million bucks a year nowadays, who knows what the value would be for a guy like Montero? Normally, people are dying for pitching, and they would take a chance on a young guy who has some potential. But now, what would you possibly get back for Rafael Montero? I wouldn't think it would be much. I think it's it's not addition by subtraction, but we're we're starting to reach that point. I mean, that's right. a guy that just annoys me and maybe it's a you know a personal thing like i know right. robles gives it up and, and you're gonna react yeah. a little bit more oh darno had an inning Ooh. today Woo! darno hit a home run today well, uh, but before that the top of the fourth inning he's playing defense pass ball you know the, the ball doesn't bounce or anything so the yankee advances to third base and then uh you know it's ground ball allows the run to score the Yankees try to steal a base. Darno had a terrible throw to second, bounced no. it, uh, stolen base. You're lying. I, I, be. I, I had to make a note about Darno. I was like, oh, I'm bringing this up at some point tonight. <laughs> they got in, and then the bottom of the inning gets a home run in the opposite field. And it's, you know, this is the potential that you always have with Darno. But another guy, it has been years. When are you really going to see it all come together? That, pr- that pretty much sums him up. I mean, I think at his best, he's going to be a guy who's going to. You you worth having him on your team and in your lineup because he, he's gonna hit you'd hope but he hasn't even been stay he hasn't been able to stay healthy enough or produce consistently to be that offensive guy to where you could overlook the defensive inefficiency yeah and and that was that was the perfect Travis Darno inning yeah. I, I felt like today where he 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 does tease you just enough uh, but as you mentioned Zach Wheeler uh, a big three innings scoreless for the Mets today he has been impressive this spring. Has he reached a point, and we can get into this more a, a little bit later because we only have a minute until we have a, another weather update coming up, but it, has he reached a point where you at least consider him to be part of the rotation as soon as opening day? No, not yet. Now, the one thing I love about today is the no walks. No walks in three innings for Zach Wheeler. I mean, we should throw a party today. <laughs> if he can throw strikes and get ahead, he's going to be an effective pitcher, but I need to see a lot more than what we've seen. Now, four strikeouts today, which was good to see. Scattered some hits, but it was an impressive performance from Wheeler. 96 miles per hour on a day that uh, didn't finish as well as the Mets would have liked. They lost 11-4 to to the Yankees. Does it bother you that 
lose to the Yankees? No, I didn't. I honestly didn't even know. I don't keep score. I mean, results do not matter in spring training. It's so easy to say. I don't know. Maybe because I watched the game for a couple minutes afterwards. I'm still like, ah, they blow this. Yankees. <laughs> It would be more fun if it's regular season. I'm ready for regular season baseball. Uh, well, me too. I need some angst in my life. I need some anger. Three weeks from tomorrow, right, is opening day? Uh, we're getting there, yeah. I think three weeks from tomorrow. Wow, three weeks from tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, March 29th. So the last two weeks or so, by next week, maybe this weekend, I'll start paying attention more to the spring training results. We're getting there, baby. We're back in the WOR Sports Zone. Here's Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. All right, next weather update coming at 6.30. We'll get you every 15 minutes uh, here on the show. And uh, in the meantime, Sal and I will talk some sports with you. What's up, Sal? Now, does your wife, is she home today? She goes to work. How's that work out in your apartment? She went to work, yeah. She she toughed it out. There was no snow on the ground when the day started, so she uh, she, she ripped in. So I have to be honest and tell you the real reason why I came to work today. My uh-uh. wife is is not at work she you know her job is uh, she works at the hospital here in the city or in a hospital and they uh, don't don't worry about it there's a drop of snow on the ground stay home and blah 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 and it's great to be home with your wife and i love my wife but i they're honestly dude there are the day the weekday home with the wife is no good because the tv is just you, you can't imagine the horrible horrible programs <laughs> it starts with, oh i know it starts with hoda <laughs> I mean, you end Hoda. up somehow, yeah, what's it, Kathy Lee and Hoda? I mean, mm-hmm. that Hoda, the, the, the talk, which is maybe the worst show ever to air on TV, Hoarders, if there's a housewife mm-hmm. show it is on, I mean, I, I love my wife and I love spending time with her. I can't stand those shows. I, I would come through, I don't care if it was 12 feet of snow before I left the house, I would do anything to come in and do this show with you. Housewives is where I draw the line. <laughs> as soon as Housewives comes on, that's it. You have to go to the other room. I have to go to the other room. We cannot be together on this. Your that, wife, she watches those? Oh, every housewife show, every show with, you know, reality show with oh, yelling and drunk people. Kardashians. I mean, my wife, the Sometimes. same thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the Southern Charm, that's one that's on often. Those are the ones you watch on your time. I'll watch the sports in the other room, and we'll get some time away from each other. But that's that's what it has to be, because... I, I can't watch the house. I was, I, I, there was a while I did watch because you want to be nice and try to enjoy the same things. And eventually, I just I can't do it. Some of them I find myself sitting there and then asking questions about, and I'm actually getting into it. I'm yeah. like, can we please shut this off? Because this is the dumbest stuff ever. Weekends, whatever, or sometimes late nights you want to watch that, fine. But during the week, I mean, if you watched Hoda on TV, she is horrible. <laughs> horrible. No no the, the talk, I mean, have you guys even heard of this show? It is one of the worst shows ever. I, I just know. Big brother is a show that i got roped into that i was okay i will watch this with you and it's the most unsatisfying show every year when it ends it just makes no sense how it's how it's decided at the end incredibly frustrating the whole way through and on uh, that one i'm also drawing the line at now by the way we did not discuss this did you see every best pick nom uh not all of them but i was not a fan of shape uh, of water yeah I, I did not like shape of water but i thought as soon as i saw it this is the perfect Oscar movie. It has an appreciation for the arts and right. movies that are built into the whole thing. And I think it, again, shows you know there is... Uh, when they pick the best picture, it's always a movie that doesn't matter a year from now. And it, it just feels like they don't have a great feel for what is like a, a really engrossing film. You know, it's interesting that you said that because I've never heard that comment before about what will matter a year from now, but I've heard that now several times since uh, Shape of Water won. What would you have voted for? 
I didn't love anything this year, um, but weak class. I don't know how you come up with nine. Three billboards probably would have been my pick. I I really enjoyed that movie. It wasn't a great class, but this is the thing. And I know you know a lot of people are banging on the Oscars because the ratings are down, and and I'm sure you know a lot of that is politically motivated. People don't like uh, you know watching the actors actresses get up on the soapbox, and there actually wasn't that much of that this year's Oscars besides Jimmy Kimmel, Uh, but. I think this is the problem. Movies aren't that good anymore. Yeah. If you want the best two hours to spend watching something, it's TV. That's where the stars are. That's where the best stories are. That's where you have more room for creativity. If you're a talented person making content and you have a choice between a movie and TV, ten years ago the choice was clear. You go into the movies. You want to be a movie star. Now I think it's TV. You have a ton of money from Netflix and and you know everyone wants to binge watch and what HBO is able to put out and you basically get to make a movie for an hour episode every single week and you're not asked to do 30 shows a year you're asked to do 10. And I'm glad you said that cuz another thing that I thought of and my wife and I went to see The Post and Phantom Thread Sunday afternoon cuz I wanted to see them all. I haven't seen either. If The Post was good, Phantom Thread don't even waste your time. Okay. If a if a move I mean it was a good like movie but it's not enjoyable whatsoever. It was a complete bore. Yeah. A quote unquote good movie by like the you know the acting and all that stuff and the art behind it. If a movie has to go more than 2 hours Make it into a TV series. Make it into a short series. Why am I sitting there for two hours and 25 minutes watching some guy, Daniel Day-Lewis, <laughs> sew some dresses together? It is that a two hours beating 25 minutes. I'll give you a movie. It wasn't up for Best Picture. Downsizing with Matt Damon. Horrible. Awful movie. Would have been a great TV show. <laughs> There's so right, much you point. could do with that premise, and they didn't get to explore any of it, and that would have been awesome. That's a great point. That's a perfect Netflix series. Yeah. I, why not? It was a terrible movie, but there was so much that they could have done with all that that they weren't able to. So, Zach Wheeler. Yeah. <laughs> Can we do that next? We'll have to do it next. <laughs> we got to get the snow update. See, look, Sal, you come in on these Wednesdays, you get us on all these tangents. Well, we got to get talking about uh, different things every once in a while. We'll do Mets, don't worry. Aaron Judge, leadoff hitter, go. Oh, my God, that's driving me nuts. We have to save enough time for that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in the uh, the 8 o'clock hour. We're going to Mets spring training report coming up 7.05. Wayne Randazzo from what I assume is sunny Florida. More of the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. TV shows here, Price is Right. Uh, what, what are we doing this time, Sal? Uh, shoot, if you want. <laughs> Netflix shows, HBO, Showtime. I mean, I'm ready. I'm well, let's ready. hit it all. Let's hit it all. <laughs> Sometimes I'd rather talk about that than sports. Come on, it's spring training. Knicks are irrelevant. No basketball to talk about. I mean, I'll tell you, it has been tough for me. I love sports, right? I and mean, I love mm-hmm. the fandom of sports. That's the experience that I, I think brings all of us in initially, right? And I feel like I haven't been juiced up. For a sporting event since, like, opening day of last year. Like, the Jets basically played a meaningless regular mm. season. The Islanders. The, the oh, Islanders. man. They're going in the tank, the uh, Islanders. Yeah, yeah, don't get me started on them again. The uh, Knicks are, they, they played, what, 15 solid games this year? Right. And then the season comes to an end as soon as Porzingis gets hurt. But realistically, it was over even before then. The, the Giants were done by October uh, the, the last meaningful game in the city was a Yankees playoff game last October. Yeah. That's oh, the boy. last meaningful game in the entire city of all these teams that we have. 
It's been months. When you put it that way, it is. Uh, th- that's pretty bleak. Is there true? Is there something else amiss? Is there a college basketball game you got into? Did you get up for the Olympics? Uh, I mean, St. John's beating Duke and Villanova. I mean, is that going to do it for you? But does that really? No. Does no, it do it for you personally? No. No. I mean, maybe no. it does it for somebody, but I just haven't had that like outlet. For months, it feels like. Well, I mean, I again, I root for the Atlanta Falcons, so at least I had that outlet had during that. football. Now, but for New York purposes, yeah, I mean, it hasn't been no, it hasn't been good at all. I picked the football games against the spread, so I had that. But you know, I want something and, with my teams at some point here. That's why, I, if you're a Mets fan, I, I think you got to be eager for this thing to start up and just to to have that feeling of hope again. Even if you're not that optimistic about this team, just to Get it going again, because we didn't have a football season here. We didn't have anything this fall or winter. The one thing about football, and you touched on a little bit with the picks, whether it's fantasy, gambling, making picks, football, you're always into every Sunday, no matter what your team is doing. So it yeah. doesn't matter if you're an out-of-town team and your team stinks, or you're local and your team stinks. But yes, for local purposes, and I always thought this anyway, people could talk about this being a basketball town, or oh, when the Giants and Jets are good, forget it. This is a baseball town. First and foremost, this city can talk and listen to baseball talk 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. every every day throughout the course of the year. Off-season, there's talks, and you, you and obviously in-season, it's, it's great. So now the build-up after the off-season which was somewhat exciting offseason for at least the Mets. Well, the Yankees get John Carl Stan, so it's exciting for them too. And now you get to see these guys get to play. I'll tell you one thing, though, aside from baseball I'm excited about, more so than normal, the draft. I mean, think about it. You have the Jets and Giants picking high. You have uh, Jets with a lot of picks, free agency potentially. The offseason and draft in football is going to be exciting locally. Well, that was the whole point of the Jets' season, right? Was to yeah, basically be as bad as possible. The players don't set out that way, but that's the way the but team was built. But aren't you pumped up for the draft and free agency? I want to see who the next quarterback of the Jets yeah. is going to be. I think anytime you're bringing in a quarterback, it's an exciting offseason. I'm not thrilled if it's going to be Kirk Cousins. I'd rather have one of the kids in the draft. Uh, I was encouraged to some degree, and also it just struck me as odd. You see Todd McShay is... Mock draft today on ESPN. I he saw has some, some of it. Odd pick. But these guys, how many of these mock drafts actually pan out? Uh, none. Uh, my, my question to you, well, I mean, there are a lot of questions and a lot of different ways to get into this, and this is why I think it's fascinating because you have both locals there. Now, what did McShay add? He had. Uh, so he had Sam Jets. Darnold going number one to the Browns. Right. He has Saquon Barkley, number two to the Giants, so no okay. quarterback for the Giants. Now, you know, they don't allow for trades in the mock draft. But what was interesting to me is he didn't have the Broncos taking a quarterback, and the way that it's set up, with that being the case, with the Giants and the Broncos not taking one, the Jets would have their choice of Josh Allen or Josh Rose. Which you would kill for, you personally. That would be phenomenal. You'd hope that they love one of those two, and he has the Jets taking Allen and Rosen dropping all the way to 14. No way. To the Cardinals. Rosen would be my first quarterback off the board. Now, I think that he would be number two. Uh, Right, you like Darnold. But did his draft stock drop that much at the combine and if so it can only be because of the personality reasons or you know this rumor going on around him and I guess it's a rumor that he just doesn't love football enough and it feels like he's just being knocked because he's a smart guy that has options. Yeah, and that likes to do other things in the world outside of just dedicating his whole life to football. Look, if you first of all, we don't know that. We never sat and talked with him, and I think no. it is a rumor. Okay, that's been out there. I'd love to know what his UCLA teammates think of him. Yeah. I, I think that would be interesting. You know, you know, I've seen him compared to Jay Cutler. So years ago, 
I was down in Nashville for the winter meetings. Uh, and I was a kid. I was like 23 mm-hmm. years old. So me and a coworker, we decided to go to like the Vanderbilt bars and hang out. So uh, I was talking to a girl. One of the offensive linemen for Vanderbilt didn't appreciate it. Oh, man. An offensive lineman, Pete? What is wrong with you? I was out of my league. So <laughs> my buddy's loud, you know, Italian guy from Long Island. Right. He, he, so he's got your smoothed back. it over. Yeah. It didn't come to anything. Yeah, okay. But anyway, I started hanging out with the offensive lineman at that point. And they all could not say one nice thing about Jay Cutler. And it was the year that Jay Cutler was coming out of the draft. Wow. And it really was interesting to me that none of the t- the offensive linemen like him. No, I didn't know if that's necessarily odd at the time. But I think in retrospect, that's a huge red flag for Jay Cutler, the quarterback with the great arm and who made Vanderbilt football relevant for a short period of time. Maybe we should have Ray try to get one of the UCLA teammates for, or former teammates from Josh Rosen because I would be interested to see. Well, you got to get him in a bar. They probably wouldn't say well, it in come a, on, you know, public. Well, if they didn't like him, so maybe you, <laughs> you never know nowadays. But right. real quick, back to the draft for a second. Okay. Now, I know you like Darnold. I would rather have, my, my thing would be Cousins and that if I have to draft one, I would go Rosen, uh, I, I think there are other good options. Lamar Jackson be a great value late. Who knows with Allen? Would you, if you're the Browns, take Barkley number one overall? Now remember, they have the fourth pick. I'd say if I liked two or three quarterbacks, I would because they are picking at four. Because they pick at four, let's say that they're comfortable with Allen or um. You know, Al Allen or the UCLA kid Rosen. Yeah. You know, they assume Darnold will go in one of those two spots because right. the Colts could trade out. If you're comfortable with any of those three quarterbacks, then, then you I think you it. do take Barkley one. And I would not take a running back high ever. I just don't, you could find a guy who could you know do cl- give you close to that production later on. But in the Browns' case, it's a different story. There's no way Barkley goes past the Colts at three. Right, exactly. So if you want him, the Browns, you got to take him first. 800-321-0710, the number if you want to get involved. We'll have our uh, Met Spring training report, Wayne Randazzo, coming up at 7.05 right now. Another weather update with Jeff McKinney. W-O-R. Winter Storm Update. And New York City just getting pounded by this nor'easter right about now. New Jersey Transit has suspended bus service this evening. The road's just too dangerous. Multiple New Jersey Transit and Long Island Railroad lines have been suspended. And New York City ferry service suspended for the rest of the day. NJ power outages totaling about 150,000 at least at last count. That was the number. Mark Thibodeau with the Weather Channel, our meteorologist, is here to tell us where we are in this storm, what the progress is, and what we can look forward to. You know, Jeff, I don't think it's going to get any better between at least now and about 8, 8.30. Just got a statement from uh, the Weather Service office here out in New York saying that there is going to be bands of snow crossing the region between now and 8 p.m. that could be snowing at the rate of 2 to 3 inches an hour. And that is really heavy snow, and with wind gusts maybe to 30 to 35 miles an hour. So we're going to have near blizzard conditions uh, through about 8 p.m. in at least several places. So non-essential travel is greatly discouraged out there. By the time you add it all up, by the time it's over with 8 to 12 in New York, uh, north, northwest Jersey is going to be more like uh, 12 to 18, and then 5 to 10 across Long Island. Now the snow across the western portions of Long Island and the parts of Nassau County is beginning to pick back up a little bit, so that's not good. No. And we're gonna, we are got a coastal flood warning for the south shore of Long Island as well, so just stay off the roads. Uh, it's snowing heavily just about everywhere right now, at least moderate to heavy across most of the region. You look at some of the cams around the area, you look out the window, you can see that visibilities are quite low in many places 
Uh, it's snowing so hard in some spots you can barely see your hand in front of your face yeah. uh, if you're outdoors. So certainly, so a couple, three more hours, and uh, things will start yeah, to wind the, down. Yeah, the absolute heaviest snow is going to be between now and 8 p.m., and I think we'll see yeah. a gradual taper after that. But I'm telling you, between now and 8 p.m., these snow bands could drop two inches an hour easily, okay. maybe three inches. So heavy snow uh, in the very near future. Uh, Mark Tibbet yes. of the Weather Channel, thanks very much. And that's not good for us uh, sitting inside. Really not good for us out on the roadways. Adrian Watson now, WR Traffic. Adrian. And one of those areas that Mark said pretty hard hit, northwest New Jersey. We're seeing a lot of problems on Route 287, basically from 208 to Morristown in both directions. We may even have a closure on the northbound side of 287 by Route 23. That is not a road you want to be on. And they say they're not allowing tractor trailers on the New York State Thruway. Well, if you're going up 287, I'm not sure where they're going to put those tractor trailers. So that is a huge problem as well. This report brought to you by Express Employment Professionals. Express Employment Professionals has been helping job seekers locally for 35 years, long before the online job search. Don't keep uploading your resume. Find a location at ExpressPros.com. There are no fees for job seekers. ExpressPros.com. I'm Adrian Watson. Our next traffic update in 15 minutes on the home of the Mets. 710 WOR. And more sports. Zone coming right up. Now more of the WOR Sports Zone with Pete McCarthy and guest co-host Sal Licata. This is a great segment we just did. <laughs> oh yeah, off the, the air. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring it back on the air a little bit later. Talking uh, Jets free agency and NFL free agency in the draft uh, coming up. Uh, we don't have a corrections page here, but I, I believe you you have something to yeah. get off your chest. Yeah. Well, we know I was ripping, you know, Hoda Cobb or however you say her last name before, and I think I was ripping the talk, saying it was the worst show I've ever seen. It is not the talk. In fact, it was the real. That's the name okay. of it. The real. Look, not that there's much of a difference here, <laughs> but in particular, the one I was watching that drove me nuts was the real. Just one of the worst shows ever. So I didn't want to knock the talk without okay. watching. Are you a big fan of the talk? No, I don't. I couldn't. Did you I, have the talk? I couldn't, I couldn't tell the difference between the two, but the real is the one of the worst shows i've ever seen on television okay so anyway we have it clear now we have yeah, that lockdown thank you, thank you for allowing me to clear that up no it's important we gotta get these things <laughs> i right. gotta get that off my chest yeah. uh you know and uh, zach wheeler he might get the talk sometime soon from, from mickey calloway i think that he should be really considered for the rotation right oh, now already considering how steven matz has started off when is matz's next start it's gotta be coming up it's got to be within the next couple of days. I am very curious. I mean, this could be a huge start for Mats because then the momentum's going to go completely against him if he has another start like the first two. It, next no. time out. I thought I saw a picture of uh, Dacomo. Didn't Dacomo tweet uh, something from Mats? It looked like he was throwing in a towel, as a matter of fact, last time he was <laughs> out there. Yeah, as he's doing a drill with the Yeah, towels. no, I know. Uh, I- I'm not giving up on Mats just yet. It's... Pete, it's two starts, a couple innings apiece in spring training. I mean, I'm... But it's a problem that was established last year of him pitching with men on base. Are you sold on Matt Harvey? Am I sold on him? No. Okay, I, it's been two starts in spring training. I think he looks okay. He looks okay. I don't, he looks fine at the back end of the rotation, where I would caution people, we don't need Matt Harvey in the back pages of the newspaper every day now. He's not that guy anymore. Right. He is a run-of-the-mill pitcher that's part of your rotation. And I think that's as good as it gets with Matt Harvey at this point. I don't like the fact he won't talk about last year. I, I agree with you. I was debating with this with Moose on uh, SNY, and yeah. he was saying, ah, no big deal. I'm with you, dude. you got to take accountability for what happened. Accept it. It's not even an accountability thing to me. It is... It's like a growth thing, right? Like, if you're maturing, if you're okay and have come to terms with what happened last year and you want to make sure you don't repeat it, don't you have to kind of tackle what went wrong? Yes. And he doesn't have to do that through the media and through all of us, but 
Did he do it at all privately? I, don't, I get the feeling that he didn't. So it, if you don't talk about it, that's what's going to enable Agreed. it to keep coming up again and again anyway. Now, I asked Ron Darling about it last night, and he said he's given Matt the, the benefit of the doubt on that, and that for some guys, you know, just pushing it out of your mind, sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't. But I, I just I find that I thought that he would be humbled. And more mature this year. I did expect that, and maybe that was silly of me to expect. And you know, I don't know Matt terribly well, but uh, that it strikes me as he hasn't taken the step that he needs to. And that you know, he has two or three bad starts in a row. We're gonna be right back where we were last I year. I could not agree with you more. From the get-go, his first interaction with the media, I'm not talking about last year. I'm not talking about last year. And maybe you're right, the word of accountability is not the right word, but accept what happened. You have to accept what happened, what you were, why that happened, and then you can move on. You cannot sweep it under the rug because it will come back up and he hasn't accepted yeah. what happened last year. I get that it's not all about last year and you want to move on from it, but to move on completely, you have to accept it. And I did not see growth in him as an individual maturing and showing that, you know, acceptance of what happened. He's trying to sweep it under the rug and move past it. It's going to come up to bite him at some point. Yeah, I, I agree. And sometimes, yeah, I know we've always talked about his confidence, right? And that yeah, was always a big course. thing for you. Pre Tommy John, 2015, and that this is the guy who wants to be in the big spot, and even after Tommy John, it disappeared at times last year, and you saw he didn't want to be out there on the mound, and I, I think that those are red flags that you, you'd like to hear him deal with, explain in some way, so you know that they are in the past, and by ignoring it, it's not in the past, it's still hovering somewhere there. Correct, and my point about bringing Harvey up was that it's just been two starts, yeah. so when everybody's going nuts about, oh, Harvey's back, I am not, you are not, but on the same token, I'm not going to go nuts and say Matt's is finished because uh, of two starts. Well, I'm not going to say he's finished, I just... I think Wheeler's pitched really uh, well. People saying already, yeah, well, maybe Wheeler can replace Matt's now in well, the rotation. I, I just want the better guy. If but Wheeler there's, outper- month, there's still three weeks to go. If, let's say Wheeler outperforms Matt's in spring training. At the outset, before spring training, would have said Matt's is in the rotation, Wheeler's out, find a spot for him. If Wheeler outperforms Matt's, do you then make a different kind of move here? Ah, Matt's hasn't earned anything. If Wheeler outperforms Matt's and everybody else out- outperforms Matt's, then yeah, he could start the season in the minors. I'm fine with that. And that's where it is. And he's not a bullpen guy to me. No, no. Agreed. And neither is Wheeler. I mean, I know they maybe try to force him in there. He's a starter as well. I agree. If you're going to move Wheeler, you're doing it permanently. That's a one-time move. You're not moving him around. Right. You can't do that, especially with the physical issues he's had.